So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for the review of the day. All right, I got a review from a CG1, the only podcast you need to subscribe to. This is the hands down best podcast for real estate agents, bar none. I love tactical information like I do. You are doing yourself and your business a major disservice by not subscribing to this show. Thank you. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, listen, I've been communicating with a guy by the name of Phil, Phil Evans, and and I actually have him here with me now. And, you know, we've been talking about our flagship question that we ask on the show, which is basically if I put you on a game show where I put you with several other brand new agents, not brand new agents, but several other agents that are brand new to a market, and I told all, all of you to go at it at once, whoever sold the most amount of houses would get a million or $5 million prize at the end of the game show. And Phil reached out to me and said, man, you know, I'm getting ready to go through that in real life. (laughs) He's moving from California to Portland, Oregon. And he said, can I mention, can I come on the show and mention, I'm looking for somebody to some several people to have a little contest with. To if you're and so basically this is for you if you're a brand new agent in an area you haven't lived before, or you're gonna move sometime this fall to a new area you haven't lived before, and you want to join up with Phil in this accountability contest where you know you track who's doing the most business the fastest in a brand new area where they know no one. We're gonna follow it and follow your progress on Real Estate Rockstars. So, Phil, why don't you give everybody your email address and then they could email Phil directly if this sounds like you, if you're gonna move to a new area this fall or you're gonna start new in the real estate business in a new area this fall. Yeah, hey, Rockstar Nation. Uh, My email is philevans at kw.com. That's P-H-I-L-E-V-A-N-S at kw.com bring it bring it bring it bring it guys if you don't know what question we're talking about go back and listen to a bunch of episodes especially the older ones it's our flagship question we always ask is you know how would you beat out other agents if you're starting new in a brand new market bill thanks for coming on today buddy and i'm looking forward to watching this competition me too thanks pat All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great guest coming from Birmingham, Alabama. Mr. Kerry Grinkmeyer is on the line, and we are going to get deep today into some controversial topics. And Kerry uh, has some things that you might not want to hear, and I have a feeling that we're going to get a lot of comments on our YouTube channel and, and elsewhere based on what he has to say, but I think it's important you listen. I think it's important that we as agents, you know, take all sides and consider what the future holds for real estate, because I do believe in a lot of things Kerry has to say, and I believe that our industry is going to drastically change in the next five years. So uh, hold on tight, because here we go. Kerry, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Pat, thank you. This is a real treat. Kerry, why don't you kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they get to know you better? Okay. Actually, I'm 74 years old, Pat. I'm a retired financial advisor. I sold my business back in 2005, 
and as a result of some life-changing incidents and and it, exactly, my daughter died of cancer. I needed something to do. In fact, my wife said, you need to find something to do or find another place to live. And I said, well, what's the most antiquated industry I could get involved in? And I said, the real estate industry, because it's going to go through a tremendous change. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you asked your wife point blank, what is the most antiquated industry? And and the answer was real. I mean, who asked that question? That's interesting. You know who asked that question is these tech guys that say, "Hey, what can we disrupt?" But exactly, but keep going. You're going on your bio. This is interesting. Okay, so as I say, I lost my daughter to cancer. I had lost my mother to cancer. I was I was angry at the world, Pat, and uh, I needed something to do, and so I got involved in in real estate. And as I say, it's an antiquated industry. It, I just look back as where I was in uh, 1992. Uh, I was in the financial industry and I was a stockbroker and I was getting paid anywhere from a 1.25% uh, to 1.5% to do stock trades. Today, you can do that same stock trade for $5. And I think that's where the real estate industry is going as Zillow is going in to turn it into, as Spencer Roscoff said about a year ago, he's going to turn it into a three-click process. Well, that's what the stock price, the stock industry is now. I can go on to trade in three clicks. I can buy a thousand shares of, uh, of Zillow. All right, so let's slow this down. Spencer Roscoff, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, he's the founder of Zillow, right? Or CEO exactly. of Zillow. Exactly. He's, he's been replaced, but been yeah. Replaced. Okay. And he said he's going to change the real estate process into a three-click process. Elaborate on that. Well, know, we know what it means, but uh, uh, basically, his first step is they are becoming eye buyers, so they are going to become the owners of the houses. Why is that appropriate right now? It's demographics. It's uh, the baby boomers uh, started turning sixty-five in um, in twenty eleven. There are 9,000 of them turning 65 every day. Uh, they want to downsize. Did they update their house? Did they keep it current? No, no. They still got wallpaper on the walls and still got uh, gold fixtures on, and, on their bathroom fixtures. So Spencer comes in and says, I can do all that for you and, and, and buy the house for, from you. Okay, now he's the owner of the house. He's the listing agent. And now he's got to, uh, he's now going to take, take the buying agent out of it as well. So, so it's going to be, hey, honey, you know what? I'm ready. Let's sell the house. Okay, dear, let me go get the mail. Do what you want. And then she comes back from getting the mail. All right, honey, house is sold. We're moving exactly. next month. We're moving next month. Spencer moves in. He virtually stages the house. He lists it. And uh, before the the crew gets in and updates the house. He's got it sold. He turns it in 90 days. Now, a lot of people are criticizing him now because he's only making 4% on the sale of the house. But he's 4% profit. 4% profit, but he's turning his houses in 90 days. So that's an annual return of 16%. And most Who flippers want that? at least 20, you know, 10 minimum, 10, anything less than 10 for a flip probably is 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 not good for most flippers so he's going but, all the way down to four he's going down to four but he's turning his money in 60 days that's a 16 percent annual return on his investment and any investor today would take that so he he's got unlimited capital it's actually 24 because if, if he does it six times in a year that's 24 right well he's going to do it four times a year four times a year because 90 days i got you okay okay yeah. so that's so 16%. he's going to make 16 on his money I'm with you yeah Okay, so now I think, as, as you and I were discussing earlier, he sits down at the closing table with them, and now he's, he's in a position where these people are making the biggest financial decision in their life, and they're not equipped to do it. And this so, is interesting. I'm, I'm going to slow this down a little bit because cause really, guys, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, you know, flipping is, is a fad, and Spencer Raskoff is a commercial flipper. A lot of these iBuyers are just commercial large flippers. But here's the thing you got to think about. 4% is not that much. So you, you as a seller are like, would, would you sell your house for 4% less if you didn't have to deal with agents, a lockbox, open houses, staging, all that BS and could just get it done? You know, 4% becomes attractive. In the past, it's been 
35% less or 25% less, you know, and now it's 4% less. So it's going to be more and more and more and more attractive, right? The other thing is now we're sitting at the closing table and where I think Spencer is going is he's going to own the title company. He's going to own the, the inspection company. He's going to own, I think I've read there are 30 some processes involved in buying a home. Uh, he's going to own them all. And then he's going to go into the insurance business because the bad part about the real estate business is it's an eat what you kill business. It's a totally commissioned business. There is no reoccurring income. Well, that's what changed in the financial industry. I used to only get paid a commission when I sold stock. Now as a financial advisor, I, I, it, I sell annuities, I sell mutual funds, I have reoccurring income. My point is Zillow will become a property and casualty insurance business. They're going to ask at the closing table, you just took on a $250,000 mortgage. Do you have life insurance? What if you or your wife dies? Do you have a will? What if you and your wife dies? Who's going to take care of the kids? So that closing table now becomes a spot of reoccurring income for Zillow, Keller Williams, whoever grabs this is going to own it. And it's going to become a source of reoccurring income. Now that 4% really doesn't matter. It does, that, that's, that's minuscule. That's the Bud Light at the liquor store because they make their money on the micro beers or on the, on the craft beers, right? They make their money on the IPA. Yeah. So they advertise Bud Light for $12 a case. But so is the real estate agent uh, then going to have to get their Series 6, Series 7, you know, get their, get their uh, life insurance? You what bet. going to get to sell life insurance? So it's going to become a little – the barrier to entry for a realtor – a real estate agent is suddenly going to be a, a lot stronger gate. You bet it is. And half of them will go away. Because Probably more than half. Because that's, yeah. I mean, that's a beast, right? To, to sit and... Yeah I, yeah, I did it. As a financial advisor, I, I had to get all those certificates. Yeah, it's a, it's a six-month process to, to get your Series 7 license. Now, you don't need your Series 7. You need your ser Series 6. Uh, and that, and that's, that, that's substantially less. But again, so how does a real estate agent survive? Whoever this is that does this, and this may not be Zillow, it may be Amazon.com. They, they, they're going to eat everything eventually. So you have to be of value to whoever captures this market. And because they're going to need representation here in Birmingham, Alabama, and I, I intend to be the person that, that uh, can, can carry their weight. So, you know, what do you have to say to the people and the agents who would say, you know, Carrie, you know, uh, thanks for your negative attitude, but... Uh, it's not negative. <laughs> I made more money as a financial advisor than I ever did as a stockbroker because I was of more value to my clients. Well, what do you, what, what do you have to say to them that they're saying, hey, you know, the, the buyer and the seller will always need an agent. They will always value the agent at a, a very high percentage, obviously, you know, the, the, per, the average percentage that it is now in the United States or North America will, will, will maintain, it will never change because we're worth that and they need us. We solve a lot of problems. We do a lot of things. We can't be replaced by a computer. Well, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to be replaced by a computer. I'm, I, I would support everything that you just said. A three-click process is a computer. That, that's the selling, that's selling the home. I'm saying, I'm right now, I'm not equipped to make the decisions I have to make. I know my furnace is not, is not cooling my house. I see my electric bill going up. I'm not equipped to make that decision. But with uh, artificial intelligence and data from me and a smart agent, they can help me make that decision. And now they become more valuable to me. I'm not equipped to make a decision. Do I need long-term care insurance at this point in my life? Actually, I have it, but an agent who not only manages the sale of my house, but helps me manage my whole home life. 
I would challenge you this. Who, what is the largest company in the United States right now? It's Amazon.com. Do you spend more at Amazon.com than you spend on all the things you spend to maintain your home? No. If you've got a mortgage, if you've got maintaining your, your air conditioning and, and heating system, if you've got life insurance, if you've got property and casualty insurance, you spend more money supporting your home than anything in the world. So my statement, and I did a video on this, Zillow will become the largest company in the world because they will help me make those decisions. I have to make approximately 1,350 decisions a day. I'm not equipped to do it. I just got a flat tire on my car, on my BMW, and it's got a uh, run flat on it. Do I make a decision to put a run flat on as twice the price of a non-run flat? I'm not equipped to make the decision, Pat. I need data to tell me maybe I should subscribe to AAA and when the tire goes flat, uh, I just call AAA. But do I want to sit there for, five, for, for 45 minutes and wait for them? I'm not equipped to make that decision. But with data, I can make it. And that's where this industry is going. And they're going to, they're going to provide me with that data. I'll give you a good example. Talk about my, my daughter. She died of cancer. I should have known that. My mother died of cancer. My father died of cancer. I wear a Fitbit so that someday that Fitbit will buzz and say, Carrie, based on the data that we know about you and we know about the 360 trillion people in the United States, you're, you're going to die of a heart attack in 45 minutes if you don't get to a hospital. That's where the world is going, data. And for a real estate agent to sit there and say, we're not going to be affected by it, that, that's asinine. That's, that, that's blind. <laughs> that's asinine. I love it. You, you, okay. you ask. You ask any, go back and find do, a stock. Do you know who, when, when I was in the business, do you know what the largest stock brokerage firm was? It was an outfit called Merrill Lynch. Mm -hmm. Where are they at now? I had an account there, yeah. They're dead. They were bought by, by uh, AOL. And then last month, AOL said Merrill Lynch no longer exists. We're changing a name. We're going to call it Merrill Wealth Management. So you tell me an, a, a real estate agent says, no, I'm in the relationship business. I'm more important. There was nobody that was more important to a person's financial future than a stockbroker. Damn right. And, and my, my broker, you know, I used to go to Merrill Lynch and sit down with my broker and there were, there were tons of them and they were all like really good. Like they would only hire the cream of the crop. You couldn't just be a brand new broker and no. go to work for Merrill Lynch. That's the now they're out of business. So, so what do you think? Let's take this down the road. I don't know, dude. Do you want to go five years or do you want to go 10 years? How fast is this? Five years. Five years. Predict. What does the real estate brokerage landscape look like in five years? Bearing in mind that today, 55% of all brokerages have one office. Okay? So they don't have the capacity, <laughs> you know, like all these you know others. That. What yes, fifty-five percent of just a single boutique office, right? What based you know on this, what is gonna happen to that fifty-five percent first and foremost? They're gonna be absorbed by the big players. Whoever and what's that big, the big players gonna look like? I think the big players are either Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway, Zillow, or Amazon.com. Okay, KW, Berkshire Hathaway, right? Zillow. Or Amazon.com. Well, why didn't Why didn't you say Remax? Why didn't you say, you know, Home Services is Berkshire, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, why Why didn't you say these other guys? You know, and they aren't developing the technology. They aren't playing in the game. They aren't. Uh, Keller Williams announced that they're going to have a uh, iBuyer program. They're develop. They're pumping millions of dollars into technology and a and a a, a uh, agent based uh, uh, portal. Uh, the others so, are so home services bank. Reology, which is you know Century Twenty One, ERA, Caldwell Banker, Sotheby's, all, all absorb. Uh, they'll they'll be absorbed or they'll put be. out of business because they wow. because because they're again it's demographics. We we have a flood of people, the baby boomers. We are going to experience in the next. 
20 years, the largest transfer of wealth in the history of mankind as the baby boomers die. And they're going to be selling their homes. I deal in, 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 in the luxury home market. They are not equipped to sell their homes. They didn't update them. So they'll be, so yeah, wow. So, and so what's going to happen? Mary's going to walk into the, in, into the house and say, I don't like the color of those, uh, those cabinets. And they're going to put a pair of goggles on Mary. And she said, and then they're going to say, what color do you want them to be? Uh, I want them to be um, a hummus color. Hummus. They're now hummus. I don't want that wall there. Mary, put the goggles back on. That wall's gone. And now the iBuyer doesn't have to buy the house. He just brings the technology to that $2 million home that makes it available to iBuyers. Okay, Mary, this house will sell for what you just saw for the, in, through the goggles, and this is the price. And whoever that is, it's Amazon, it's Zillow, whoever, they will write the home of owner a check, and Mary will come back in 60 days, and the house will look exactly like and, what and, you and, and the, the thing the thing about the, the four that you mentioned, right, and there's some people that are listening to this that are basically, I mean, I, I don't know what percentage of the agents, well, I would say, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably, you're probably talking about 20% of the agents. When you say home services, right, which is yeah. Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, you know he's got money, then then you Keller Williams, which I know that this you know is conserving cash right they were mm -hmm. out you know they were trying to buy back regions and offices and things and they they've completely stopped that because they're they're conserving all their cash so they can put in a technology so those two make sense right because they they're, they're conserving cash for technology you're saying the rest which is i don't know percent I, of the brokerage is out there plus and then and then amazon and zillow those four boom well, well, I think that the big, the, the other thing that you have to recognize is there's going to have to be some laws changed to achieve what I'm talking about. Right now, a brokerage can't own a, a title company or uh, they cannot, they're, they're buying finance companies, but they can create an umbrella under which that is done. Pat, honestly, I don't know enough about some of the others. I just know that technology is taking us there. And so, so, so that's the brokerage landscape. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the agent landscape. Tell me what you tell me about the agent landscape, the commissions that they're going to earn and the jobs that they're going to do. Those three things. So those two things are what, what people listening really want to know. Like what, what is your prediction of the real estate commission and what is your prediction of what will be the agent will be responsible for? The real estate commission will become insignificant if I'm getting paid. Define insignificant. It, it might be one percent. It 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 uh, because what I'm really after, Pat, is the life insurance premium. I'm after the uh, home maintenance premium. I'm after that monthly income. Why do I want that? Because if I own that reoccurring income, I have a business I can sell. Right now, I don't have a business I can sell. I sold my financial planning practice for two million dollars because I had reoccurring income. Okay. Because, because you had insurance products that you had sold. And, and exactly. Yeah. We look at, look at right now, the most successful real estate agents in the, in the United States are women probably in their sixties because they've been in the business for 25 years. Do they have anything to sell? They have a book of business. But they've been in it for 25 years. And, and it's not recur It's certainly not recurring. Because I, no. I can tell you that firsthand because I, I had a massive book of business. But when I stopped selling, when I got out and I wasn't calling them and I wasn't sending them stuff, man, that, that stopped. That got it's gobbled up by the competitors. And so, you But know, if you had a continuing relationship with them because you, you provided them with their system, homeowners. A system, yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. If I had sold them more than a house, because exactly. you what you kill, right, and it's gone. If I had right. sold them more than a house, and for t almost 30 years, if I had sold them insurance at the settlement table and, and other products that have recurring bills that get paid, I'd have a, you passive, have a book passive income out the ass. I'd have a million dollars a year passive income.
when I when I sold my business as a as a as a uh, financial advisor, I was able to sell it as a at a at a multiple of three times my last three years annual income. So I was making at that time somewhere around seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of reoccurring income. I sold my business for two million. Yeah, I mean that's about right. You know, that's brokerage yourself yeah. for three and a half real estate brokerages. Compass has been paying about three and a half company dollar for agents up until end of last year. So you know that's about the going rate. I've talked to some agents who have sold their teams for two and a half. One person has sold for three, but I think that's very very difficult uh, to do. Right? You have to have you have to stay in the game with them and make sure that that doesn't go. Yeah. Away and have yeah. A system. Yeah. So again, if I'm a broker and I have people in this kind of atmosphere, uh, I hire new people and allow the guy who wants to sell his business to mentor them for two years, and he becomes the buyer. And I, the broker, finance the sale. No. And, and, and so think about the, the, the attractiveness of this business now, if you can work 20 years, and then you can sell it for a couple million dollars. And there's your retirement. Yeah, That's so, so it's better for the agent. Yeah. It's better for the industry because you're, 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 you're only getting the cream of the crop, right? Because, you know, someone has to sit through the real estate course. Then they got to sit through the Series 6 course. You know what I mean? There's, there's a much you bet. stronger there's barrier entry. entry. So it's a, a smarter professional that the consumer's getting. And the, con the consumer's paying a, a, a hell of a lot less money. Uh, which again is good for the consumer, bad for the agent, but it's no, really it's better for the agent in the long run because they're able to make a passive income where right now, you know, they make a commission and they go and spend it. Exactly. And, and, and then there's nothing to sell at some, at some, and there's nothing to sell. Yeah. Nothing to sell, but you put 25 years of your life into it. The other thing that, that, that I would reflect on when I came into the financial industry, there was an 80% failure rate. Uh, because you couldn't build a bit, book of business fast enough to, to become sustainable. Does that sound familiar? The real estate industry has an 80% yeah. failure rate. Now, if I'm building a business that I can sell 20 years from now, or I've been in it for 15 years, I want that new person so I can mentor them and bring them in and then sell my business to them. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's people all around the world. I, I know tons of them that basically don't make very much money at all, just pay themselves a, a corporate salary that have been busting their ass for 20 years only because the thought of they're going to sell this company one day. Right? Exactly. They may, may be right, may be wrong. I don't know. But that, that retains them working at that, at that company that, that they created most of the time. So, so that will retain the agents as well, right? Because they'll yeah. have that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I only made, you know, this much this year, but, you know, I'm working for this future. And then think of it from the brokerage standpoint. It, when someone right now hires an agent, do they hire the broker or do they hire the agent? They hire the agent. So there is no loyalty to the broker. Now, if my broker is going to be ultimately the financier that helps me sell my business to the person I'm mentoring, I got loyalty to him. I'm not going anywhere. EXP doesn't mean anything to me or Berkshire Hathaway or whoever. If, my, if I am being supply or if, if I have a system within a brokerage that gives me an opportunity to sell my business when I want out, I have an exit strategy. And I'm loyal to that broker. Especially if, if, if you leave, if you leave the company, if you leave the brokerage, you lose that, right? You lose, you that. lose all that recurring insurance business. And, and, then, and here you're able to offer agents a way to create recurring industry, which, uh, recurring income, which is why EXP uh, and some of these have grown so fast, is, is that recurring, that taste of recurring income. You're right. Um, and so... You know, you're saying this will be, you know, the whole, idea, the whole concept, what, what is your thought? The whole concept of recurring income based on company dollar from agents. You think that's going to go away? Yeah. I, yeah. I, again, I think, I think I, I compare it to the financial industry. 
I'm loyal to the people who are helping, who provide me an exit strategy. And that's what we don't have as real estate agents now. We have no exit strategy. If my company helps me provide that, if they find me the ultimate buyer for my business and help me bring them along, and then at the, at, at the time of sale, they actually help finance the sale, I can't leave. I yeah, can't I, yeah. I, I mean, the truth of the matter is that companies like Exit, EXP, and Keller Williams, you know, probably less than ten percent of the agents actually build a downline to recruit agents. Right. But if your company is helping you sell a legitimate uh, insurance product at the settlement table, where it's a no-brainer, I think it's probably a lot easier to sell some insurance at settlement, you know, than it is to recruit an agent from another company. And, yeah. and, and have them stick. That's the thing. Have them not leave and go to another. From the broker's point of view, the, the, the client doesn't want all these other people involved. I mean, let, let's face it, there, it, it it's, it's a struggle. There's an awful lot involved in selling a house. If we can, the, the client, the, the, the homeowner, the, the, the buyer, they want it simplified. And if we bring it all under one roof, and then we help them make decisions relative to the rest of their life. I get, a, I, get I don't know about you, but I get a letter uh, every quarter from my water company asking me if I want to buy insurance to insure um, uh, the line that comes from the meter to my house because it'll cost me $10,000 if that line breaks. I'm not equipped to make that decision because I don't know if that line's PVC or it's tile, but somebody does. And if I'm an agent and I have this data and I can help John and Mary make this good decisions, I'm invaluable to them. I'm invaluable to them. I'm the guy that they call up and say, my air conditioner isn't working. Who should I have come out here? Yeah, right. And that's, yeah, and that's good. Yet at the same time, antiquated in the future, that'll be, you know, given to you before you even ask or, or before you even think it. But somebody um, has to give it to you. Someone has to somebody give it to you. has to be the transfer of that data. Somebody has to hold that data. And that's me. That's the home advisor. And we're not talking just insurance here. Like like Carrie said, there's 30, what'd you say? 30. 36 processes. 36 processes. 36 different entities could potentially be making money in a real estate transaction, which are not going to the brokerage. For most exactly. Of yeah. So there's all kinds of stuff recurring income and that I, and I could see it now you know you leave this company and uh, you lose all that recurring income I mean that's a retainer a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush you know what I mean you're not going to give oh, yeah. up one thing to, to 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 leave another and that's why you know Keller Williams is rethinking their vesting period on their yes. recruits right there was yeah. three years now they're like fuck that you know let's just make it forever because that's too short. You know, all these agents might leave because they're already vested. But if you lose that, then you're not going to leave. Well, I don't know if you have heard. They have, they have, uh, they're putting it to the agents as to whether those who left should still be able to get their vested income. They're going to, that may go away. Well, it should really, if you think about it, right? I mean, like, why would you pay them? Because they're essentially. They're uh, your competition. They're your competition. <laughs> Right. I mean, you're paying them to recruit to another company. Exactly. Right? Why, why, why wouldn't you keep that money and pay it to someone else in the downline that, you know what I mean? Like take their spot out of the downline. Then, then one yeah. more person is, it, you know, yeah. you're, getting, you're getting more money. It's self-serving. You would get more money as the agent if you voted against that, uh, you yeah. know, voted, voted for that. You'd get an extra, per, you'd get an extra link in your downline. I might, be confusing people here but okay so let's talk about this like i want to talk to you about decoupling of the commission and 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 buyer agents buyers paying the buyer agent directly what's your prediction on that i i i have um pat i sell million dollar homes and uh, and i i attend every showing of my houses and i some many times stand in that door and i see two cars pull up in the driveway and the agent meets the potential buyer for the first time in the driveway in front of my house. So that tells me they came through a portal. Portal. They have no relationship, whether it be Trula or Realtor.com or, or Zillow. And 
I just believe that sooner or later, Zillow or whoever the dominant is, is going to say, you don't need a buyer's agent. Just show up. Our agent will be there. They will show you the, the home and you'll have, you won't, there will be no buyer's agent commission. Right now, Zillow is in, 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 in uh, Arizona has initiated a program where uh, you have a code, you go through in the house, you walk through it, you're being watched the whole time, and there is no buyer's agent involved. That's already happening under Zillow's program. Redfin um, too with Redfin Direct, right? You, you hit yeah. the button, and if you want to bring a buyer agent in, you know, it's going to cost you more. You know what I mean? And then it goes on to say, and, and like I, I read the comments online and agents are all up and on, what about dual agency? And what about, you know, agency this and agency that? And it almost makes you think that agency was developed by the real estate industry to try to add value that didn't exist to the commission. You exactly. know what I mean? Because Redfin Direct answers that question and they're like, look, you know, don't worry about agency. We don't, you know, you, you, you save money and you don't need, you know, we don't work for you, but we don't work for the seller and this is how it works. And you know what I mean? It's kind of scratching the record with that whole agency argument. Yeah. It, and, and, uh, and I think it's antiquated. I, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's required. Again, in my situation, I'm selling million dollar homes. I, they walk through the door. They have never been, they don't know what kind of wood is on the floor. So I explain that to them. I explain to them how, how old the roof is, how old the air conditioning. And, and it, they walk around like a puppy behind me and they do nothing. So they aren't needed. Now they may say, okay, now we need to get into negotiations. But what I find about most buyers of homes, they, do, they run their own negotiations they know what they can pay and what they should pay and what they shouldn't pay. It's all available to you on the internet now. So I think the buyer's agent is going to go away. And I think then the, uh, as in Zillow is doing now, and I think they're in 12 cities and say they will be in 200 cities within three years, they're listing, all, they're owning the homes and they're listing them with one agent. It's interesting, and, and, and I think what helps with that negotiation is, is technology. Like, I, I was working out with my trainer recently, and he, uh, we were talking. I had a similar conversation with him, and I told him about Carvana, mm -hmm. right? Whereas, like, the whole thing with buying a car is it's a pain in the butt. You know, negotiating is what people wants to fear the most. People fear that the most, right? And I said, well, you know, with Carvana, you just go on there. You you it's all worked out. You pay the price, you negotiate, whatever, whatever forms you need to fill out, you put it online, you get a yes or no answer. And uh, if the answer is yes, they, they literally take a tractor trailer, drop it off at your house and you get to drive it for a week. And then yeah. you can tell them whether you want to buy it or not. You know what I mean? And, and so the same thing is happening now with real estate with letters of intent, right? Where, you know, just like in commercial real estate, you're able to go online now and some of these companies fill out a letter of intent, i.e. A, a negotiation on, on Carrie's listing where you just throw out the price. It goes right to Carrie and the seller. They mm -hmm. say yes or no, whatever. And it's that whole process that agents have used and rightfully so worked hard for as far as negotiation and adding value to their commission, right? Poof, it's gone, it's gone. right? Because you can do it online and there's no... There's no anxiety, right? No. Like, honey, I love that house. It's 1.3 million. Okay, well, I'm going to go online uh, while you go get the mail and put it off for a 1.1. She comes yeah. back from the mail. Oh, we made an offer for 1.1. I mean, it's like, oh, that was it? It was that fast? Yeah. And all we had to dinner, do you'll have an answer. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and it, it may, the seller may already pre-input. You know, the yeah. most I'm ever going to take is one, two. That's it. And yeah. the computer knows. And they go one one seven five, rejected. Right? None of this emotional. Kind of sounds like eBay, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Rejected. And and there's no emotion. Well, you know. Duh, duh, duh. No. And then uh, one point two, one zero accepted. Bing. And then you got an offer. Just just exactly. Just like eBay. You don't know yeah. what their what their bottom line is, but it's there. It is a. It yeah. is a. Yeah. Very so why are we to think that that we're we're immune to that? It, 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 it's, it's coming. So where does the agent find himself? 
he's got to be of value to whoever is going to be the, the winner of this game. And how does he do that? I believe he does it by, in, when I get a listing, I make an eight-minute video of every house that I, that I show. I walk them through the house. Now, rather than just looking at pictures, you can come to my website and you can get an eight-minute tour of the house. Now, when the husband comes uh, and the wife isn't there, he can say, go to his website and we'll walk through the house together. That's bringing value. I now dominate the YouTube uh, keywords moving to Birmingham or relocating to Birmingham because I have 50 videos on under those keywords. So now what I'm trying to do is beat Zillow. I'm trying to create a relationship with the people moving from Paducah, Kentucky to Birmingham through videos of houses. And I take them a tour of um, the various attractions of our city. I take them into restaurants and show them. And so I am now, when Zillow comes and says, we need an agent in Birmingham, or if it's Amazon.com, it's obvious. It's got to be Kerry Grinkmeyer. You know, guys, if you're listening, you want to get in the upper end market and, and, and you, you, don't have a, you, you don't have a track record, right? You want to get in there. This is a sure way to do it. Just follow what Carrie's doing. Basically, you know, you just accompany every showing regardless, you know, regardless of what you're doing, you accompany every showing because you can pretty much tell the seller, I can guarantee you. That, that, you know, nine out of 10 showings are going to uh, have come through a portal like Zillow or whatever, and they're not going to have met the agent. They're not going to have seen the house. They're not going to know nothing, but I will, you know? I will. I, I'll give you an example. I don't know what kind of car you drive. You probably drive a Maserati or a Lamborghini. I drive uh, a Jeep. <laughs> okay. Would you but I'm buy, not the typical example. <laughs> okay, would you spend $60,000 on an automobile without a salesman showing you what that automobile is all about? Would you go to a dealership and take a key off the right front tire, drive the car, and then call the dealer and say, hey, come on down, I want to write a check for this Lamborghini? Bullshit, that wouldn't happen. But you will do it for a $250,000 home? That don't make any sense. You'll do it for a 60,000, you won't do it for a $60,000 car, but you will do it for a $250,000 home. Walk into a home that you know nothing about with a, 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 a representative who also knows nothing about that house, and, that, and yet then you'll spend $250,000 for it? No, you wouldn't do it for a car. You wouldn't do it for a TV. You wouldn't do it for anything but a house. That don't make no sense to me. Yeah, and not even two fifty, right? I'm talking a million five people. A million five. That don't even buy a Lamborghini. Yeah, but, that's crazy, right? But so, but so you know, why is that? Why is that? You know, because probably because, because that's been what we've been told as consumers. That's the way it works. And who have we been told that from? The real estate industry. Hmm. We have real estate industry has one of the largest lobbying groups in in in, in uh, Washington D.C. They want to keep it this way. It's a vested interest. And until somebody big enough, and that's Amazon.com, Zillow, or one of the major brokers can get to Washington, D.C. and say, we want to own a title company. We want to own the lawyer. We want to own the finance company. And we want to own an insurance company until they can get those laws changed. And it, and, and it will happen. Okay, so right now, an agent cannot... Not an agent, a broker. A broker can't own a title company. But they can have ownership in a title company or joint venture. I mean, it's, it has they, they might be, they might be able to create an umbrella. But it can't, right? I mean, you let's think about this. Yeah, right. And then and then, but what about like the the whole insurance concept? Can an agent and can can you sell insurance to your customers? I can own a. Can I sell? Can you sell life insurance to somebody at a settlement table today? Sure. I mean, if, if you I could, it, as, as a finance, with my Series 7, my, and, uh, and uh, I'm a CFP and a CLU, yeah, I could do that. So it's not against the law to do that? No. Okay. But the lawyer on the, across the table might object. I don't know. Hmm. Well, he'll go it, away it too. It has to become an exception. That, that, that'll go away too. With the, you know, you already got the you know, people settling through the blockchain just. 
it's going to be yeah the lawyers it's all going to heck most of my showings the buyers and sellers don't show our closings one one of either the buyer or seller aren't there i asked a couple of people that own title companies because i got friends that own title companies like are you afraid are you afraid of this no no people like to oh. shake hands they like to get the key they like to get a little note on it that says the trash is sunday and the recycling's thursday you know they like the they like that part of it, and that that is they're they're saying no. That's why we're going to go ahead and expand and open three more title companies. What what's your thought? I have a friend who owns a uh, mortgage company. He's laying people off. Damn. Yeah. Why? Because Quicken Loans is going to take his business away from him. Because it's all going to happen online. It's all going to online. I don't. As a as a as an agent, one of the worst parts of my business is going to the closing table. I don't like it. it. It's a waste of my time, and to me, quite honestly, it's like a divorce. I've I've spent six months with those people, and now I'm never going to see them again. <laughs> and and it's also a, a almost a sad, it, it, this is extreme statement, but it's almost malpractice that you that you don't know what the hell you're going to sign until that minute that day. In reality, you know, and, and there's a lot of brokers that do this, good agents that do this. You should go over all that crap with them, you know, three days ahead of time. So there's no pressure. Right. And then, and then on that day, you know, they could just do it all online. I mean, the day exactly. of settlement or whatever, you don't, that, that, that whole concept of we're going to get face to face and we're going to hash out these, these issues is ridiculous no and and all it is is sliding paper around the table and people sign nothing things they've never read and never will read so that's crazy listen guys you've heard a lot here and and you might have to rewind this up or slow it down to half because (laughs) i mean there's some predictions here co-op commission going to zero listing commission going to one Uh, you know all the internet taking over insurance coming into the game 30 different points that are that agents are able to make money besides a real estate commission only the big brokers and the ones really two brokers and all the rest you know absorbed by those two brokers or Amazon or Zillow a lot of interesting stuff uh, Carrie I, I'll talk to you any day you know I want you to come back on a year a year from now we want to we want to see oh, how many of these predictions are are farther down the road or or uh, you're wrong about uh, you know anything that pops up, but uh, tell us about your free gift. Uh, uh, you, okay. you talked about it, you puzzled why your house isn't selling. Tell me about that. Yeah, I, I do a lot. Most of my listings come from expired listings. As I said, in my community, if you have a house over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year in, in price, you have a fifty percent odds of selling it in a year. So we have a lot of expired listings. So I write a letter that says puzzled why your house isn't selling and it's pretty much a form letter with some some very i go to the uh, my mls i look at the house i make some judgment calls as to why there hasn't house isn't selling and i send it to them then what i normally do is through um, a website i use i find their uh, cell phone number and i reiterate that letter in the form of a video and a text and so they get the letter and then uh, they also get a video from me on their text that reiterates what I, what I said in the letter. And I end up with an appointment with them. I explain all this on my YouTube channel, which is Best of U.S. Homes. I put out roughly two videos uh, a week. But, yeah, I'm going to send you a copy of that letter, and you can share it with all your listeners. That's awesome, guys. So this will be on hybendigital.com backslash carry. K-E-R-R-Y and the letter G. His name is Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm going to put all of his contact information. I'm going to put a link to his YouTube channel, a link to his website, and, of course, the puzzled why your house isn't selling, which, as you know, currently you've got, what, seven listings active right now. Right. Uh, like $12 million worth of, worth of listings, right? Yeah. 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 So if you want to get in that game, you want to target some high-end listings, uh, you need to read Puzzled Why Your House Isn't Selling and start putting it in your daily business, sending it to the high-end expired. So anyways, that'll all be on hybendigital.com backslash carry G, or of course you can uh, 
Get that plus all of the other toolbox items at hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Carrie, this is awesome. If I'm ever in Birmingham, I will look you up. We'll get together and break so. some bread. Okay. Thanks, Pat. This was fun. It was a blast. <laughs> all right. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.